I'm the best man at this. Okay? Okay. It's my pride and joy. Jackson Talks. Everybody, with me, your host, Jackson Stone. I am joined today by two people who definitely do not call me Jackson, so that's a fantastic <laughs> uh, part of this episode, but we have some returning guests to your favorite podcast, this podcast, Jackson Talks, everybody, um, known as Jim's, but also known as my best friends in the whole entire universe, uh, but I'm joined by Tyler Shannon. Hello. Hey, Bubba. And the one and only Alex Robbins. Hi. Alex? Hi. Hi, hi, hi. Um, before we kind of get into some details about what we're doing, where we're at, uh, how long it's been since we've seen each other, a few stories, uh, I want to ask you guys a question. I mean, we've kind of talked about this now. I've seen you guys now for the last 24 hours. We've kind of talked about this, do some life updates, some things of that nature. But uh, I'm going to ask you this question. I hope you answer honestly. Um, then we can go from there and see, uh, see how things go. But Tyler, Al, whoever wants to answer first, how are you doing? Like, for real, for real. You can think about it. Let it no, 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 I'm, yeah, I'll answer. But, uh, but yeah, and also put your phone on silent, big dog. Yeah. It's like a movie theater, please. Um, no, I'm good. I think life's good. Um, Don't spill that. I feel free. <sighs> Why do you feel free? I guess in lots of ways. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, so... No, that's, that's about it. That's, that's how you're feeling? Yep. Anything else you want to add? Um, not really. In the past... Happy to be here. Happy to be here. In the past two weeks, what has brought you the most joy? Besides this trip and being with us. <laughs> I feel like that's number one. Um, I've gotten to do a lot of things. I've, had, a, I've had some weddings. I've, uh, I've celebrated 4th of July at the lake, Sweet. which I love to do. Um, and then obviously being here, yeah. Cool. It's been a good two weeks. Cheers. Well, it's good to see you, man. You're good to see you, too. I love you. Love you, too. Alex, you're up. How have I been? Yeah, how are you doing? Like, for real. Good. It's, life is stressful. It's just how you manage the stress. How do you manage the stress? Realizing that nothing is that important. Right. Yeah, cool. Right? Things come and go. Yeah. Right? So realizing that although it may suck right now or be stressful right now, it's not the end of the world. Does so, the, does right, the yeah. phrase, uh, everything is temporary, mean something to you? Is that something you have in your psyche? Is uh, a similar kind of phrasing to what you just said? I think yes and no. I think, obviously, everything is temporary, right? Because nothing truly lasts forever. Right. Um, but I think there are things that you value, maybe? More than just temporarily? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. I agree. But, to answer the question directly, no. Everything is good. Life is good. I'm in a good spot. Yeah. I'm fortunate. You've had some huge, monumental kind of life decisions recently. Things happen fast. Yeah. Um, we are currently sitting inside of your brand new home that you bought, which is like a 30-minute drive outside of the city of Chicago. Generous. Yeah, we'll give it 30. <laughs> last night it took us an hour to get home, but yeah. uh, that's okay. We'll say 30 minutes, no traffic. Um, how do you feel about that? That's a big purchase. Good. 
We're in a good, I, again, incredibly fortunate. We're in a good spot. We found a place that we like. And it's, it's life. Life doesn't stop for anybody. So you just reach each milestone as they come. Some people do it faster. Some people do it slower. And we're just yeah. at the milestone where you, in my life, you purchase a home and start that process. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, there's no, like, at least what I think now is that there's no, like, set order that you have to follow anything in. Like, there's no rules. Like, there's been, yeah, like, this, yeah. like, since we were young, whatever's happening in the background. It's a, bull, it's a bulldozer. It's a bulldozer. <laughs> or just let it fly. Um, but there's always been, like, this kind of set of things that you should follow. Like, go to school, get the job from the major that you did at school. Spend a few years doing that. Make some money. Find someone you love. Marry them. Buy a house. All this kid stuff. Right? And that can be a beautiful trajectory for some people. It works out fantastic for a lot of people. But I don't think people put too much pressure on them in terms of like, I'm at this age, so I need to do this now. And it kind of, uh, what's happening in the present moment sort of loses value because you're so focused on reaching a milestone that you may be expected to reach. But that's like a societal expectation instead of like focusing on your own journey. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I have a question. It, too, too much emphasis is put on those things. Yeah. Do you think that that had any factor in like your timeline, or do you think you kind of managed it yourself and kind of flowed with your own path? Uh, it's probably both, right? I think it's a, a, probably a combination of both, right? You have certain time frames that you want to meet certain things but if yeah. it doesn't happen again it is what it is yeah you're on the path that you create and you get there when you get there yeah exactly. i think those uh, yeah more personal goals to do those things by a certain time right right i, I don't know I, yeah i feel like maybe when uh you were younger there might have been like a stigma that you had to do those things sorry <laughs> 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 uh that you like had to do those things by a certain time yeah but I think as you like grow up, you figure out that you don't have to do them by a certain time, right? And unless it's something that you want to do, so something right? You want, right? Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the that should be the initial thought always. Like, do I want this? Right? We we rarely, I think personally, we rarely take inventory on our life about what we actually need and want, and then sometimes we're afraid to express those desires because we feel like we do have to follow this sort of regiment that maybe was expected by our parents or other people in our life but like i think it initially has to start with like exactly like taking an inventory figuring out what exactly you want yeah and then what kind of tweaks and steps can you do to like push that needle forward right yeah yeah cool 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 no doubt, no doubt. cool but in the same time you bought a house you also got not the same time but around the same time yeah you, uh, got engaged and they're planning a wedding we are we are and you've decided that me, Jackson Stone, slash Aaron Richards, <laughs> <laughs> is going to be your best man. It's true. So thank you. It, it was never in doubt. Super honored to be a part of this this wedding. I it'll love be, love. It'll be a good time. August 6th. I love, I love I love love. love. Uh, August 6th, 2022. Right? Yeah. Bachelor party in Scottsdale. So if you live in Scottsdale, um, we'll be there ripping it up. <laughs> ripping it up like we always do like we did last night in Chicago um, so for a little context um, I, I haven't seen Tyler in a year it's been one year I saw him last July in Denver I also went there for a wedding 
a wedding of Andrew Melton, another former player of ours, or f- former teammate, sorry. Saw, saw old Tyler Shannon there. We hiked a few mountains. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, with Elise Younger and also a South Dakota State alumni. Sweet stuff. And I haven't seen Alex Robbins in... Year and a half. Year and a half. Before COVID. Before COVID. Yeah. Which, New Year's. Which seems wild. Yeah, on our New Year's tradition, which seems crazy. Seems like no time passes every time we see each other, but it's the truth. But when I when I hugged you yesterday, I felt like it felt like I hadn't had that in a while, which is obviously true. A year and a half is a long time. So we decided to make this trip happen because you bought this house, and I wanted to see where you're going to live and start your brand new experience in life. And also wanted to. I've only met your fiance once, which seems crazy. I I was she brings it up all the time. She's like, I'm not going to know. The people that are, or I'm not gonna have met anybody in your wedding party yeah. or in your, on your side, because she hasn't met Tyler, she hasn't met Sam, she hasn't met Cody. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's gonna meet Tyler in about two hours. Yep. Cool. She's gonna see me again, which would be great. We'll get yeah. to know each other a little bit better. Well, she's spoken on the phone with Tyler. She spoke on the phone with Tyler last night. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Tyler, no. You that? Nope. <laughs> So anyways, yeah, um, that's going to be amazing. Uh, we're going to go to a barbecue joint, maybe we'll play a little top golf tomorrow. Um, but I, yeah, Tyler arrived Thursday night, right? Thursday midnight? Yeah, yeah. Um, I arrived the next morning at around 10. And then we just went straight to Wrigleyville and just started getting after it. Early and often. Started getting after it. Um, we kicked the weekend off with a, with a tequila shot. And then we only went upstream from there. Only went upstream. It was a great day. Went to a baseball game. Saw the Cubbies play. They won, but we didn't stay till the full game. We left in the seventh inning um, because we needed to get a spot at this bar called Sluggers, which is in Wrigleyville, and they have a batting cage uh, at the top of the bar. And us all being former baseball players, T Chong wanted a uh, wanted to swing a little bit. How did that go for you, man? Not good. I missed every ball. <laughs> every but you look good doing it. Thank That's you. what matters. Yeah, I felt good. Yeah, you still had a big leg kick. Mostly was doing that for fun. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a big leg kick guy? I don't care. If you were teaching, if you were doing hitting lessons to a young kid, would you teach the leg kick, or how would you approach that? Man, we really went from boozing to teaching little kids how to hit. But like, uh, let's stay here. It's a full circle <laughs> podcast. Let's the two are two are correlated. Let's stay here. Uh, um, yeah. If you're I don't hitting, hitting lessons. How would you teach hitting? I probably wouldn't teach uh, like a young kid. Would you teach more simple? Yeah. Like what? Stride, stride and go. Squash the bug. That's outdated, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, prob- probably. I do like the toe tap a lot, but. Uh, back and boom. Yeah. Back and then. Back and then forward. Yeah. The hover. Um, that's okay too. Mm. But me, I would prefer the back and then forward with the toe tap, mm. um, and the and the higher leg kick. But that's just me. Yeah, I don't know how I would teach it. It would, I guess, be dependent on each person. Yeah, dependent on the kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Al? I would pay someone to teach a kid. You wouldn't teach him? No. Why? You're a Division One baseball player. I, I, I will be there to help along the way, but I think it's important for, God willing, any children I have to get coaching from someone. Other oh, than me. oh, you're talking specifically about if you your kid, yeah, you coach him, yeah. You wouldn't coach him ever, or you wouldn't coach him to a certain age. I, w- I would always be in the background. I don't think I'd ever coach him or her directly. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Well, in that sense, Tyler, would you coach your kid? Yeah, probably. Why you think he can do it better than anyone else? 
And no, I think I did. No, um, no, no, I wouldn't say better than anyone else, but but I do think that I have enough knowledge to help him, and I think that I would enjoy that. But I do think that I was right in terms of there being some space sometimes. There has to be some space. Yeah. Because that generally, generally for for dads and youth sports, like the drive home from the game is the worst worst experience. Exactly. For yeah. For a multitude of reasons, uh -huh. which we don't need to get into, but. Um, not every father, parent, or mom, or is whoever, like, yeah, I whoever it. takes them to the sporting event is like that. But of that's course. some of where the disconnect comes from and why kids kind of fall out of love for sports. Because the idea is the reason you play sports is because you love it. I mean, Correct. that's why I started playing baseball, right? Same yep. Thing. yep. You know? And when you get to certain levels or whatever you want to call it, it, it sort of becomes a, a job. Yes. Especially as a student athlete, right? It does become a job. I agree. Uh, but there's, there's, there should always be that element that sparks you, that makes it fun, that excites you to be on the field playing games or whatever it is, especially as youth. You know, I just finished up my first season coaching youth baseball, and, you know, that's a big thing. But at that age, it's hard because, right, I think it's hard to always say that the kids should have fun, which they should. Hopefully that's being had by them and being brought to the field by the coaches. But Emphasized by the coaches. Right, but it's hard to always think something is fun when you're not very good at it yet yeah right that's I agree. the challenging part about a, a youth sport especially with a sport like baseball which is so heavily skill oriented and takes a lot of mental fortitude as well as like physical skill that if something isn't i'm consistently failing at something over and over again how is this fun it's a sport of failure yeah and so that's that's hard to ingrain in a, in a young boy because i want everyone to play baseball because i think it's the best teacher of life out of any sport out there um, but how do you tell someone to keep going to the yard every single day or every single time we have a game if they're constantly not doing well at it? Right. And that's the challenging aspect of it. But then that's the, we just, for some reason, while we were drinking coffee this morning, we did a test about grit. Grit. <laughs> and that's what grit is, right? Continuing to show up, having passion and perseverance through the obstacles over and over again. That's also a skill that you want to try to teach young people because life will beat the shit out of you, <laughs> you know? And so... Just being able to get up constantly and being resilient through all that is super important. Anyway, I just went on a huge tangent, but um, you guys know that. You're familiar with that. <clears throat> but we just talked about college sports, and we talked about this yesterday off camera. But I want to ask you specifically, Tyler, and you can chime in as well, Al, of course, about the name, image, and likeness. Thoughts, comments, concerns, questions? Yeah, cool. I Give us a whole rundown. Yeah, I think it's very interesting. Um, I think that the NCAA should have put a cap uh, in my opinion, on the amount of money that they could make. Mm. Um, because I think having, that fly is crazy, um, having kids driving Lambos and stuff is kind of, uh, I, I don't know, approaching like a dangerous area, mm. right? right? Um, especially when there's kids that don't make anything. Mm. So... I don't I don't know if I necessarily agree with like fairness, right? Because in professional sports, there's no fairness. The best players get, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I do think it's good that they can make money off of their name and stuff. I yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. Like jersey sales, I think they should have should make money from that and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, uh, sponsorships, stuff like that. So uh, yeah, I think it's good. Um, but I think that they should have just maybe taken some more time to figure out like the regulations and I such. But how, do you, yeah. how do you put a cap on it? Like, I don't. I don't know. I really don't know. 
Yeah, I don't have an answer for. Yeah, the the problem, what I think is the problem. It's also, I just uh, yeah think that that it's a problem. Also, something to think about is like if I'm at a school that uh, is Under Armour sponsors that school. Cool. So my jersey is Under Armour. I can I'm not allowed to take a deal from Nike. Yep. Yeah, agreed. So that also keeps. Uh, I think it keeps that cap and that uh, that threshold at a level that's maintainable. Because because then I, Nike can't just give me thirty million dollars to wear this field on the jersey when my school is sponsored by Under Armour. Right. Yeah. So I think that helps. I don't know how what the what the restrictions are if my because our school is sponsored by Under Armour, right? If we got a, a a shoe deal from Under Armour because our school and our jerseys are already sponsored by Under Armour. Like I had, 30, I got thirty three on my cleats now, and I wear them at every game. I don't know if there's a cap for that, but I think that's a, like a state by state basis, and so I, I do think there are guidelines. I just don't know them. Right. But I think you're right. I mean, there definitely should be some sort of like should a should a college kid body, right? make thirty five million dollars? I mean, that's tough. I don't. I don't know. It's, you know what I'm saying? So. If somebody's willing to pay him, I think yes. Because uh, I mean. So if you're concerned about the kid driving a Lambo, who's to say that if the NLI was not in effect, that their parents wouldn't buy him a Lambo? Like what, so what if Steve the athlete didn't make any money on his name, image, and likeness, but his parents bought him a Lambo? What's the difference? I don't think that there is a difference. You're, you're probably right on that instant. I, I just think... I think you, you just let it roll. As much money as they can make will... I don't know. Spread don't you think that changes character a little bit, though? Like Probably. the whole point of being like a college football player is like to have like integrity and character. That's like something that's very important in that in that sport, right? For instance. So, I'm not saying it's not in all sports, right? But ju- just sp- specifically football, because those are the players that are going to make the most money. That that might change a person. In college, yeah. Make money. yeah. Yeah. Right. That. Yeah. So I think that that's where the the amount like the cap I'm not saying like a Lambo in general or like specifically you know just saying like in general I think that it'll make coaching a lot harder that's for sure yeah I think that it creates a lot of problems to be honest with you how yeah. do you think it'll make coaching harder to his point you're now managing because now you're like, yeah you, you, you're not a college coach anymore which it, to, be, to be fair to be honest Nick Saban is not the coach Nick Saban is a recruiter and a, and a face who gets paid millions of dollars and he makes minimal decisions and he calls timeouts and he lets his other coaches do it. So technically he's already doing that. But for other schools that aren't at that level yet, right, they now have to do what Nick Saban does. Right? They become more GMs. Mm-hmm. You think that... Ma- like managers almost. You think that big universities are going to hire like a different kind of personnel? To, to manage that differently than they do now? Like, because at an NFL level, right, there's a head coach, there's a GM. GM president like, of operations, president, there's a lot of stuff. Right, there's, there's yeah. people trying to manage those situations, the deals. All it's a business, things. right? Whereas, business. whereas college football is not necessarily well, as much of a business in terms of the amount of personnel and stuff and controlling the money and stuff like that, right? Yeah. The, the more school does it as a whole, but they do have it, right? Yeah. So do you think there be going to be added positions to... I think that there would have to be. If they're making millions, yes. I think it becomes way more difficult. 
I think the approach just will change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'll be it's it'll be tougher now to manage yep. your quarterback who is making potentially even more than the head coach. Potentially. Right? I would say definitely more. Because yep. now the player says, Well, I don't agree with you. I'm already making a million dollars, I'm just gonna sit out. Right. So Yeah, I think there has to be guidelines on that too. Like the whole sitting out process and stuff. The, yeah, like money shouldn't, you know what I mean? Like if he's getting paid, if he's getting paid by people because he plays the sport, then he should have to continue to play the sport to get paid. Right, right. Yeah, yeah it'll be interesting. There's be so much that's going into it. I'm, yeah, I'm intrigued by the process totally. Me too, me too. I wonder what kind of brands are going to be created, you know, what kind of merch is going to be created, how much like these athletes like dive into the idea of entrepreneurship the quarterback for wisconsin just made his own brand right and yep released that yeah yeah like there's so many options for that and those are really yep. like i was saying to you yesterday i think on that level those skills are really cool to being taught to the athletes because so many athletes right us included like play a sport for so long and we're only that. We're only an entrepreneur. I'm sorry. We're only a baseball player. We're only a football player. We're only a basketball player. And then eventually the sport ends, no matter what level you get to. It's it comes to an end, and we have a hard time like uh, untethering the the strengths that made us a really good athlete into like other things in life. But like it's really the strength. It wasn't the the what you did with that strength in that sport that made you great. It was that strength itself. Like your resiliency or your durability or whatever that strength was, right? That's applicable to any aspect of your life. And so now I think it's being taught that there's other things outside of sport that you can be good at, that you can excel at, that you can dive into. At the same time. You know, at the same time, like business skills and social media marketing and brand deals and sponsoring and having conversations and networks and YouTubing and speaking in front of a camera, like all of these things are, are great. And then you can take that skill into becoming whatever you want to be after your sport career ends uh, instead of having to pick between two, right? I'm just an athlete or I'm just this. Now I can be such a broad, dynamic human being with so many attributes. I agree. I, th- I think that... <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I think that they should have classes in college for the kids who make a bunch of money. They should have classes in college anyway. To manage the money. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Always how to, what's the stock market, how to do real estate, what to do with your money, how to save, how to invest, how to make more, right? What to do with this and when you get this, like how to start a bank account, where should I go? Like all of these things, financial literacy is huge. And of course now that if you're gonna be making a large sum of money, you need to be taught. At a young age, yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There should be those classes all the time. I mean, didn't you take some of those classes? Because I was your major. Business economics. We I mean, the there, same major. there are a few, yeah. but it's, the same major. it's yeah. certainly not. Not enough. You don't learn enough of the necessary life skills as it relates to that in college. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think there's a few classes that do help you with some stuff, but yeah, I agree with that. Like I didn't. Never took one single class about it. So it's right. like it's like credit. You, like when you got out of college, did you know how important your credit score no. and building? Yeah. That, that a general idea of it, but yeah. yeah, right. No, I didn't. I learned these convers learned these things either through conversations with people who are going through it at the same time, or through my mom and dad. Right. You know, and then you're just kind of 
Yeah, so like definitely those things need to be taught. But, yeah, because I got my degree in health education and fitness and nutrition. Yeah. Which is some, I use that now to, to a sense, but I think it would have been cooler if I got like a business management degree, you know, with like maybe a, like a entrepreneurial minor or something. And then got all this other health education, nutrition information, like after I was done with school, cause I already did like a bunch of certifications anyways. Yep. And it's like the same type of info is just in like a micro dose and, and a bit faster and more concise. But now I'm having to like learn all this other business stuff. But it's just like, I never knew life was gonna take me in this direction, so I can't say which is right or wrong. I can just say that now learning kind of the business side of everything has been super helpful. And it's really intriguing, like how things work and where money goes and like, uh, you know, all this stuff like marketing and advertisements, but pretty cool stuff. I agree. You know, we've been talking about it a lot for like the last day or so, but yeah. Anyways, cool, cool, cool. Good stuff. Cool, cool. Right, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right, we're getting, we have to take a quick break here to uh, give a shout out to uh, a sponsor of Jackson Talks, everybody. The Chug Bud. Officially, unofficially, officially, unofficially, officially, unofficially, officially, unofficially, officially, officially, unofficially sponsored. Unofficially, but possibly could be officially if they hear this podcast. Sponsored by Chug Bud. Chug Bud. Buy it now. Go to chugbud.com. Great. Super cool, right? Mm-hmm. That was good. Super cool. And of course, always sponsored by Bud Light. I'm interested to see how this works. Me you too. Right now? Yeah, I've seen it before, but yeah, I do, yeah. Okay. So, chug bud. Crack, cracker open. Okay. Cool, cool. If I make a big mess out, I'm real sorry, bud. Just oh, aim wh- it that way. What's the, what's the thingy majigger for? Well, it's like, this is like the pop. Oh, you gotta pop the, ah. <laughs> Have you done this before? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, dude. I thought you were supposed to do it quick. Like what are you doing? You're just you're just drinking. <laughs> yeah, I, not not your best chug there. What everywhere? Oh, I I drank it all. You did. You did well. You did well. Wait. Man, this is gonna go viral though. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, it was a great promo until the guy couldn't drink the beer fast. He couldn't do it. Uh, What a good podcast. (laughs) We're here talking about like life and and then then cut to scene. Life and like some actual tangible skills that you can think about and use it and then we're like oh, why don't we just rip a beer <laughs> let's just get a bud light god that's uh, so good another one dude so keep it going so i'll drink this later but uh but like when you pop it it's not supposed to come out like that i've never happened before like that ever how many times have you done it three like i did it on fourth of july i did about 17 times <laughs> but i was at the pool and i was like already wet so like maybe that was <laughs> But it was like a huge hit because I was like at the pool in downtown Dallas and I was like, oh, it's time for a fucking chug bud. Yeah. And then like everyone was like, oh, what is that? I was like, well, let but, me tell you. Let me tell you. It's ya. so cool because it's like a beer funnel and a shotgun all in one, but it's like super travel sized. And then these guys were like asking me like, did you make this? Like what? I was like, yeah, dude, I made it in my basement. But that's actually not true. And they were like, oh, are you an investor? I was like, I fucking wish. 
That'd be super cool. But uh, if you want to know more about the Chug Bud, you can go to Mike or Johnny Menzel. They're the uh, owners of Chug Bud. Or you can go to chugbud.com. And I guarantee to you, when you go to their TikTok, you're going to see this video on there of me doing it because I'm going to send it to them and it's going to be awesome. And then everyone's going to be like, wow, where's this from? Then they're going to go to jacksontalkseverybody.com and see that there are 60 amazing episodes of this podcast because this is going to be episode 60. Woo. With my best friend. I can't even fucking talk. You got it, bro. Just waiting for the vomit to just fly out. <laughs> and then, like, episode 70 is going to be Jackson Talks Everybody with Johnny Manziel, and it's going to be the coolest shit ever. We're going to talk about college football. We're going to talk about that he could have made the most money of all time if mm -hmm. this deal, name, image, and likeness, was around when he was playing. Yeah, for real. Like, Money Manziel, those jerseys would have were flying off the shelves. Bro, I'd say over $100 million. Flying off the shelves in Aggie Land. But, anyways, um, yeah, that's the chug, bud. Cool. Thanks cool. for joining me in that. I feel great. Cool. Also, yeah. Cool. <sighs> Breathe. <clears throat> okay, Tyler, I want to ask you a question. He wants yes. to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question. He's going to ask you a question. You told us a story a little bit ago. You told us one story a little bit ago. About how you got this scar. Yeah. And now I think it's a very interesting story. Also very frightening for me because I'm, I'm your friend and I love you and I don't want you to get hurt. But can you just uh, give us a little insight how you got this new fresh scar on your face? Kind of like a um, Batman story, right? Yeah. Tell us how you got the scar. Yep. Come on. Oh, cool. I basically look at me, but talk to the camera. Okay. Speak. Look into my eyes, but tell the people. Hear cool. his face, but talk. So to the I face. got into a fight with a guy. Nice. Uh, give us a run. Give us a start. Where are you at? Okay. So I just I went to work with my dad. Where is Where is this at? This is in Colorado, okay. Pueblo, Colorado and basically yeah i just went to help him with some stuff yeah and these guys were being like kind of like rude they're the concrete guys yeah and so my dad does like the flooring whatever well we had just cleaned it up and like swept it up so he could put the flooring in right and they walked through with their muddy concrete boots mm -hmm. and i said like what are you doing bro can you watch where you're going we just cleaned this right and he said he said my fault and walked outside cool. but as he was walking outside he like was being like a smart ass about it okay. and my dad had like heard him so when i like walked out there my dad was kind of like yapping with one of the guys or whatever big chirping yeah and then he swung like a concrete rake at him at your dad at my dad yeah and the guy swung a rake at your father yeah it's like a big rake too yeah Jeez. yeah okay and then the fight like broke out right so Can you then give a little backstory on your dad quick just like two sentences what do you who is sean who's sean the yeah the baddest dude that's i mean that's he he's been to jail like 10 times for fighting <laughs> uh and yeah the, uh, very feared dude like back in my hometown he used to ride bulls he used to ride bulls yeah. he used to uh do like bare knuckle fighting competitions mm -hmm. yeah so yep. he passed a little bit of that that on to you would you say pa yeah partially yeah. yeah okay the capabilities of of fighting yeah not he, not the want to yeah, yeah. capabilities and now he runs yeah. his own business Yes. Yeah, cool. So now you're outside, this dude is chirping, and he swings a, a, an actual rake at your father. Yes. Okay, and then what happens? He starts fighting that guy. Your dad does. Yep, yep. and then all of a sudden, he's got three, three dudes on him. Uh-huh. Well, then there's like, I take one of them, uh -huh. right? And I was on top of him, like punching him. I punched him three times, and, and then all of a sudden, some dude came out of nowhere with his steel-toed boot with concrete all over it and kicked me. In right the face, there. yeah, like blindside. Yep. Holy shit. And then I had, yeah, I had eleven stitches. Yeah. 
I had a six millimeter slice across my retina. Ooh. I had con I had a concrete rock stuck in my in eye. Eyeball. Yeah. Um, so then I had to like obviously go to the emergency room. They tried to wash it out. They couldn't. They gave me my stitches, and then I went got sent to like an eye surgeon. Yeah. They did some like crazy stuff and pulled it out, and then yeah, it was like swollen. Obviously, my my eyeball was swollen for like two weeks or so. Yeah. And it was a terrible feeling just because, like, that burning. Sure. Yeah, it feels like you got to scratch it all the time. Like, you got to, yeah. Two questions. Yep. How long was the fight? Um, well, so enough time for me to punch a dude three times and get kicked in the face. I mean, that could happen in a matter of 15 seconds. Exactly. So not too long. No. And then how but but my, dad, my dad was fighting a little bit longer. He was fighting the other three guys. And then how did the fight stop? I don't know. I, so like when I got blasted, I, st I still was like, like you, you get like dizzy, right? But like I was still knew what I was doing. So I was still like holding this guy down, but like I like grabbed my eye like that and I like stood up and like turned around and started to walk away. And like when I look back, the, the three dudes were on the ground and my dad was walking towards me. And then that was, basically that was the way it stopped. Mm. They finally just were like, okay. Then did you have to work with those guys again? No, the builder, the builder that my dad like does the work for fired those guys and Good. hired a different crew. Good. Wow. That's yeah. really intense. He didn't like the blindsidedness of Are it. Are you okay? Right? Yes, I'm fantastic. <laughs> Aww. Thank you. Aww. Don't touch me. You got a little burnt yesterday, Al. Yeah, dude. Okay. Al, you got any cool stories like that? No. Me neither. Uh, zero cool stories from the fight from the fight game. Nothing. They're cool. not cool stories. Tough stories. I mean, they're extremely fascinating. Yeah, I don't know, but I yeah. worry about you and your dad. No, don't. Well, don't worry about him. But yeah, I don't. I don't like to fight people. You know, it's not something that I like to do. Right. I know what you like to do. I know a couple things that you like to do. Yeah. You're super into sports. Yes. Video games. And you like to bet on sports. I do, yeah. I do actually. I asked this that. question to you the other day, or yeah. last night. Sorry, I think it was a good question to answer on camera. Who is one athlete in the whole world that's alive that you would like to be able to spend the day with? That day just includes like a workout sesh, uh, a couple meals, and, and partying with them. Who would you like to do that with? Ask Al first. Let me come back to me. Ask Al first. Gronk. Gronk? Yep. I'm not even a big fan of Gronk. Just want to see what happens in his life? I just think he would be a good person to get the maximum excitement and enjoyment from a full day. Yeah. 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 It's a really hard question for me. I feel like there's a lot of people. Because I... Okay, name a few then. Okay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers would be the top of the list for sure. Okay. Fantastic human. Uh, Tiger Woods, mm -hmm. uh, Conor McGregor, mm -hmm. Cristiano Ronaldo, I think would be fascinating. Yeah. Um, I feel like I could learn, learn a lot and discuss a lot with Cristiano because di just different cultures, different things. Soccer is different to me, mm -hmm. right? That, that's not more, that's more of a international sport than an in, in American sport uh, that I follow personally. Yeah. So yeah, just different. Um, and yeah, definitely Connor would be at the top of the list too, because I think his mind is fascinating as well. 
Um, and he's Irish, so I'm cool with that. We spent we spent a few days in Dublin. Yeah, that was a great trip. Really Love good it. trip. Probably yeah. the best one we've ever had. A hundred percent. Hundred percent for sure. Yeah, one of the best ones we've had. We got to get back out there. Yeah. Yeah, super cool. Um, why do you like Aaron Rodgers so much? And Le- big, so LeBron. I'm a big fan of Aaron. Oh, yeah, I love LeBron. Yeah. yeah I would totally want to spend 24 hours with him. Yes. Just learn everything I can about everything. How he does everything. Yeah. So cool. So fucking cool. Um, why do you like Aaron Rodgers so much? Uh, what about him draws you to him besides his athletic abilities? Yeah, obviously that's the first thing, right? Yeah, he's mad good at sports. Yes. Who cares? Me. <laughs> what else draws you to him? Like, uh, you don't know him. You've never spent time with right. him. No, I just watch a lot of, yeah, well, just so, like, watch a lot of videos of, like, interviews and stuff with him. Right. Um, I, uh, honestly, it actually is from the football field, though, because I always see him smiling all the time. He's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the way he controls the game of football. That's what draw drew me to him. Okay. And then I would say a thing that makes me like him even more is just his mindset on things. And he, he obviously was talking about the mental health uh, recently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things that he does. Um, I think he's very quiet. He's not like your boastful quarterbacks mm-hmm. where there's a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I th- yeah. I don't know. Everything about him I think is awesome. Where is he going to play football this season? Hopefully with the Denver Broncos, but retire. I would say that probably isn't going to happen. He's going to retire. He got retire? Yeah. I got Packers. You think he's going to play Packers. quarterback for the Packers? Yes. All 16, 17 games, excuse me. I don't know, but I will tell you that I he will be there for the playoffs. What do you think the culture will be like now that they've had this kind of offseason? I think it's a one year and done, and he's gone. Mm-hmm. I also think that Al could be right, too. Uh, he's retiring? Yeah. I only think that there's... No, he'll I think out a year. If anything, he won't fully retire. Yeah, there, there's like five. There's like five different things that could happen. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, there's right. a lot of options. Yeah, I love that he recently spoke about his his mental health. Obviously, if you listen to this podcast, you know how much that kind of conversation means to me. Especially when high profile people do it, it it pushes the needle forward like so much, right? When high profile athletes yeah. talk about their mindset, their mental health, their approach to that, focusing on being in the present focusing on their mental wellness and doing the reps of, of what that is. And so Naomi Osaka talking about it is always amazing. Uh, and now Aaron Rodgers talking about it is fantastic. Um, and so it's just the way you organize your life. Like how, what, what things are you focusing on that can, that can put you in the best chance to be successful, whatever successful means to you in your realm, in your domain, you have to focus on what's going on upstairs and that means putting in the work that means putting in the reps and sets with your mental health your mindset um and if you don't know what that looks like or what that means um there's a lot of literature about it there's a lot of education about it or you can come to me and you can sign up to be a client and i can teach you that uh it's a little self-plug there but that's good this is my podcast Mm -hmm. anyways um yeah what are your what are your top favorite sports top five what do you want? I mean, you are play. there more sports than five? Yeah, they're definitely. Oh yeah. You played baseball in college. Yeah. You played professionally. Sure. You did. If you, got, if you got paid to play, yeah. it's paid professional. To play baseball. Uh, after we all graduated, South Dakota State University. Al, the year after us. Um. Yeah, Al graduated the same. We stopped playing baseball. Oh yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 That's my point. Um. But what's your? What do you? What gets your rocks off? What's your favorite sports? Football, for sure. Number one. Yeah, probably. If you could only watch one sport forever, it would be football? The NFL and college football, yeah, probably. 
Yep. Uh, golf, not only to play, nice. but I love to watch. Nice. Interlock? Are you an interlock? Are you an interlock? Yes, it has to be. You nope. always got to be interlock. Nah, dude. Uh, We're talking about golf in a second. <laughs> um, yeah, I still enjoy watching baseball. Not uh, as much as UFC? Not even close. Basketball? I would watch basketball over baseball. Hockey? I would watch playoff hockey over over baseball. I would watch playoff hockey probably over most Soccer. things. Soccer? No. Darts? Darts. No. Pool? Bowling? No, Cornhole. no, no. Cornhole? Ooh, tennis. If it's a major tournament and it's like, you know, in the quarterfinals or or farther, mm -hmm. I will definitely watch Frisbee it. Frisbee golf? I like, there's, I have a... Spike ball? Stefano Sissipas, tennis player, is one of my favorite hey, athletes. Hey, have you ever thought about starting a podcast about sports? No. Why, Why? I've never thought about doing a podcast. Why? Why? I don't know. Do you, listen, do you like sports? Do you listen to podcasts? No. No? Uh, Why? I don't know. I just, <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I've never really been into podcasts, really. I either like listen to music or watch it. I'm show. saying it's a good avenue to, to explore. Yeah, your I get what you're saying. To yeah. explore your interests, right? Yep. A lot of people talk about, like, uh, what's my purpose? What's my passion? Mm -hmm. That's hard to find, right? But the, the first step in finding what your purpose and your passion in life is, is being curious, Yeah. right? What are you curious about? And you maybe you list about 10, 15 things that you're curious about. And then you see where those things that you're curious about, where they overlap. Like what's the overlap of your curiosity? Yeah. And then you dive deeper into those experiences. And what you draw from that is probably what your purpose or your passion is. Got you. Boom. I would say that it would probably end up on sports. I know. What, I, yeah. I know the answer. That's yeah. why I'm asking you that you should do it. I mean, I started a, I started a baseball podcast called Champions Adjust, mm -hmm. which name. is actually something that Alex Robbins it's in writing now, has just been so you saying know. This forever. Is, this is verbal. And so he owns he owns the name Champions Adjust. We got a trademark LLC. No, yeah. we haven't done that yet, but I'm actually probably going to do that. Because right now, Champions Adjust is just a podcast, but I was talking with my other co-host, Sandra Bryan, David Bodson. And now talking with Al, who's the creator of the name Champions Adjust, and we're going to kind of make it a brand. And so we're going to see how far it can go. I think it's going to be pretty sweet. Do you have t-shirts? What? Do you have t-shirts? We have t-shirts, yeah. T-shirts, Champions Adjust t-shirts are currently on jacksonstone.net. Um, the next piece of merchandise that will drop will be like a trucker hat with the new CA logo that's being created as we speak. And then probably after that, those items will be removed from jacksonstone.net, and we'll do a champsadjust.com. Um, through like Shopify probably to try to create some bigger brands and then like market value and Sandra Bryan like works it with uh, the guy who co-hosts the podcast he works um, in apparel for like Under Armour and Nike oh, and nice. stuff and so he's pretty excited about it so we're gonna do some sweet shit but um, you should definitely think about doing that man that's what gets your rocks off dude. I'm just been thinking about it right now actually while you're yeah. talking I can help you yeah we'll talk about it. we can talk about it later um yeah, hold up. So when I say I didn't listen to podcasts, I actually lied because there is a few. But it's more of a TV show, and that's uh, Colin Coward or whatever, the hell, yeah. whatever his name is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that's the same type of stuff that I would be interested in doing. Right. And talking about everything that's going on. And So then you have yeah. to start somewhere, right? You start, start with your own yeah. show and then build from there. Yeah, that stuff is cool. I like, do, yeah. Come up with a cool name, a logo. You know, you have a little background in sports, right? Yeah. So there's, there's some credibility there that allows you to talk about the things you talk about. But really, you don't have to have any sort of credentials. You just have to be passionate about it, mm -hmm. you know, which I think is, the, is where you're at. <clears throat> but anyways, okay, um, Al. Still here. You've gotten super into uh, golf. Uh, yeah. 
Was that so? You stopped playing baseball, uh huh? Right? Was did did you know that you were gonna get super into golf? Were you already into golf before that? Like, what was no. That, what was that process? I don't. I think it was the pandemic, honestly. Really? Yeah, it was the only thing that you could do outside and feel comfortable with. And it's competitive, right? I think it's within all of us where we like to compete mm-hmm. and we like to be good at the things that we do. It's right. a casual competitive though, right? What do you mean? I, You're yeah. competing with yourself. Yeah. Is how I like to think about Which it. Is the best thing. Yeah. So that was it? You just... You just got into it? Yeah. Do you watch it regularly on TV? I do. You like watching it? I do. I, I like it all. It's fantastic. It's fun. It's a good time. <laughs> How long is you? How long has it taken you to get decent at it? Like, are you decent at it now? I think I'm okay, mm. and I'm good with where I'm at. Do you want to get better? Of course. Yeah. It's everybody's innate kind of thought process, right? They always want to be better at something. But why? I think you should get into a tournament. <laughs> Absolutely not. And then you can be the you are loved golf golf <laughs> guy. We'll sponsor you. No, I'm sponsor your bag. I'll be your caddy. Oh, do that. I'll be both your caddies. We can I can't tell it. you, like I said yesterday, I can't tell you what. No, nope, mental, the mental side of things you but can I help can us with. I give you tips on the mental side. Yeah. So you're just going to crush every fucking round. You're going to hit like a 42 total in 18 holes. Is that possible? Yeah. No. Not a real score? No. Uh, putt, putt, maybe. Yeah. What's a good score? 70? Yes. Usually par is anywhere between 70 and 72. So if you hit like a 75, that's amazing. 80 is pretty good too, eh? 80 is good. Yeah, if, you, if you're hitting in the 80, yeah. You, For a casual golfer. Very good. An 80 is great. You get like a 90 regular, or what do you hit? 90 to 100, yeah. Is regular. Yeah. Yeah, yeah decent best? golfer is under 100 probably. Yeah. What's the best game of golf you ever had? What score? Uh, realistically? Yes. Probably like an 84. God, you're probably in so much flow. It was the day after I got engaged. Fucking love that. Yeah. You were just riding the wave, dude. Yeah, dude. No what did you say? Oh! You said 84? Yeah. Cool. You love to see that. Yeah. You love to see that. Caffeine, okay. Caffeine's kicking in. Here we go. Cheers. Oh, no chug bud this time. Thank God. Probably went down a little smoother, huh? No, I actually prefer the chug bud. All right, let's do it. I'll do one later. They already got a show on Jackson. Talk to my buddy. Cheers. Bud Light. Cheers, cheers. Post Malone dropped a new song. He doesn't need any more promotion. I don't even know why I'm saying that. <laughs> 24 hours, the video on YouTube probably has like 24 million views. I'm like, on these YouTube videos that I post, I'm like begging for like 20 views and I'm promoting his product. Why? Anyway. Uh, cool. So, you, when we, go to, when we do your bachelor party yep. in Scottsdale, Arizona, Old Town, we're going to go golfing. Uh-huh. And anytime we've done like trips, whatever, I I, don't, I usually don't do the golfing portion. But was you're it, going was to. Was it though. Scott's wedding that we golfed? Scott's, yes, we've done it a few in Brookings. Um, and but we're gonna go to Top Golf tomorrow. But I've made a commitment to Al. To me. And that I'm gonna be able to play adequately enough not to slow the game down when it comes to March of 2022. So we'll see how that that goes. Yeah, check back in. I'll keep you guys updated. Probably do some videos about my golf game uh, and see where we're at. But I'm trying to be adequate enough not to completely ruin the pace of the game when we play in March. That's my only goal. Bro, it's it's not hard to become a. Okay, so this is a question. Hundred golfer. Ready? It's hard to become. a What is the easiest sport to teach? To teach. 
That doesn't mean it's easy to perform, right? Right. You're just being able to transfer the skills. Easiest, the, yep. Easiest sport to teach. Are you t okay? Golf. Let me ask you a like question. Tennis, maybe? Are you soccer? Are you talking about the general sport? Or are you talking about like specifics? Like general for, sport. For general. instance, golf. Are you talking about just hitting the ball? Or are you talking about being able to slice it, fade it, uh, draw have, it? You have a four-year-old. Okay. Golf. Soccer. Soccer. Kick and run. Soccer. Yeah. Kick and run. The dynamics of a swing are actually really challenging because you have to move everything at the same time. Yeah, but for a four-year-old, that's why I asked if he was talking general golf or if he was talking like the details but of golf. But if you just because... say swing, like hitting, yeah. I said golf originally, and then I changed it to soccer, but I said golf because I feel like there is a uniform teaching method, right? With baseball, there's different ways or techniques to hit a baseball mm -hmm. and then different kind of things. But with golf, it's this is how you do it, and this is how you hit it. And it's accepted across all teachers. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's a good question. But then soccer's like you just kick the ball. And I run. think for young kids, soccer's a great. It's easy to teach. Yeah. There's a lot of movement. There's some good hand-eye coordination, but generally you just have to kick it and go get it. Yep. And you kind of have to know that you can't, you can't use your hands, which is easy to explain to a kid. They can get that. They're smart. I would say the hardest is football. To teach? Yeah. Because even as a kid, there's a lot of details with that. I mean, baseball is very hard to teach. Uh, yeah, as just well. just from yeah. the hitting perspective. Yeah, and being if able it to was, have control of your arm when you throw it. And yeah, there's a, there's a lot of part of it. There's a lot if of If it was fielding only, maybe baseball. Mm -hmm. But when you couple it with hitting, hitting, yeah, there's yeah, yeah you're probably right. There's yeah, soccer's everyone should play soccer. I wish I played more tennis. I talked about this on this pod before, but I wish I played more tennis. Tennis. It's a sweet sport. My dad actually crushes it at tennis. Shout out Mark Mashford. Mark. Does he really? Yeah, he crushes it. That's cool. Yeah. Speaking of my dad, uh, during the same time that I'm here, or maybe a few days earlier, he does like a yearly hike with his best friends. Love he it. He used to live in California, and so he did that at the same time, around the same time that we're doing our trip. That's, he's like, that, like, watching my dad do that growing up, like always making a yearly trip to go see his friends, especially when we moved away from them. Yeah. Like when we moved to Texas, was like definitely something that, like ingrained in me that like friendships can last if you actually put in the effort. Yep. And I think that's why this stuff, like seeing you guys routinely, routinely, I mean like every six months normally, right? generally every six yep. months or once a year, like means so much. And I, we've done a pretty good job throughout like the pandemic and like missing, not seeing each other like Skype and text. And I think that's been really cool. But like that lesson or that leadership that my dad, or not leadership, that, uh, uh, what's the word on? Um, Value? Uh, yeah. um, I don't know, just like seeing him do it. I'm not, I can't find the exact word, but seeing him do that subconsciously, like he never expressed it. He was just like, I'm going to see my friends. They mean a lot to me. And this I, is what I'm going to do. You know, so that kind of just role model or, yeah, just made me feel that way, I think. I know what you're trying to say. So that's cool. Shout out to that. Especially in a time when there wasn't as many forms of communication to stay in touch. Yeah, right? right. Yeah, now it's a lot easier, right? Yeah, right, because we can shoot a text and we know how somebody's doing. But right. yeah, back then you, you'd have to call them and make sure that, yep. <laughs> yeah, and they got email, which was cool. Yep. And they used that. And now it's, yeah. Love that. Thanks, Dad. Um, cool. You guys have any other uh, last-minute comments, questions, concerns, anecdotes, funny stories, points, t tips, tools? 
dip, no, dive, I think what dark, you're doing is dive. incredibly important and great. I don't think so. I agree. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you. Appreciate your support and your love. Because it's not easy to talk about these types of things and the conversations not had as frequently as it's needed. Right. People get, I don't know if nervous is the right word, but people are hesitant to talk about these things. I think, yeah, I think that's human nature. Because of public opinion. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't know the backlash you're going to receive by being vulnerable. Yep. Right? And, yeah. And showing what you, you truly are feeling. Right? Uh-huh. You don't know because there's a perception that it might make you look weak, which is dumb, right? Or sometimes we don't say the things we want to say because, like, what if we're wrong? And then yep. we get criticized for that when we're all wrong all the time. Like, none of what we said on this podcast is 100% true in everyone's life, right? There's different things. Right, but yeah, I agree. You got it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you, Al. A lot of it's the Wizard of Oz kind of thing, where you you appear big and mighty and tough on the outside, but on the inside, you're just a small man, yeah. right? And you try and say everything's okay, but it's usually not. Sometimes it's not. Yep. And it's, it's, okay. it's okay if it's not. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't need to be. It shouldn't yeah. be. Right? As a wise man once told me, it's about peaks and valleys. You know? Peaks and valleys. That's life. That's the beauty of it. You know? I feel like you get... You you have, like, this newfound level of compassion when you come up from the trenches. I agree. You sounded really sure about that. I am very sure about Tell that. More. No, I, there's no... I just... I, I agree with that. That's what it, I mean, that's what it is, right? And mm-hmm. I think everyone can have that level of compassion because everyone at some point in their life has been in the trenches. Yeah. And so if we can think about a time when we needed other people, that's how we can be to others. Correct. Because we know that what they have on the outside may not be what they're feeling on the inside. They might be going through something. And we can always share a smile or a kind word or open the door for them or a hug or pay for a meal, whatever, like small, simple, simple stuff usually pushes the needle forward and there's that newfound level of compassion when you know that you've come up from the trenches and someone else around you might be in there too. And I think that's like that sort of connection is it was really what can um, push the needle forward on this kind of stuff. Agreed. But thanks, Al. I love you. All right. Tyler, don't fall asleep. All right. I'm good. All right. We wrap this up. Um, All right. It's another episode of My Best Friends. It's episode 60, which is feels like amazing to do 60 episodes of Jackson Talks, everybody. I'm going to get to like 1,000. So just be prepared for that, hearing my voice for the rest of your entire life. But I appreciate you giving me your time. Like an hour of your time means so much to me. So thank you. Share this episode with your best friends, with people in your life that mean something to you. Let them know that you love them. And I love you. Grateful for for for. Grateful for you for listening. Cheers. Chug butt. Bud Light. Best friends. Love. Happiness. Joy. Cheers. Peace.